Attention, attention please. The Y'all Show for February 26, 2019 is ready to commence. Are we ready to start? Can I have a second on that? Can someone second that emotion? <laughs> okay. Well, we don't hear it, but we're going to go ahead and start anyway. Welcome in to the Y'all Show, the show that's all about the South. I'm John Rawl. Hope your second day of the work week is going great. Or maybe you're already done with work for the day. If you are, congrats. On this second day of the week show, we've got a political report coming up in just a few minutes, including we've got Jimmy Cotta news. <laughs> what was Jimmy? He was about the 39th president of the United States. I may be off a number or two, but he actually welcomed in. Well, he did it back in January. He's done it again. He's welcomed in a contender on the Democratic side for president in 2020 to Warm Springs, Georgia. No, no, he's not. He's in Plains, Georgia. I'm confusing him. His Georgia town with FDR. That's where FDR spent was uh, Warm Springs, both on the western edge of Georgia toward Alabama. But Plains, peanut country, is where you will find Jimmy Carter. And he had a person contending for president in 2020 stop by over the weekend. We'll tell you about that in our political report. And you're not going to believe the story coming from Oklahoma City as the mayor there has weighed in on something at the local airport, something that a lot of people are, are kind of flocking to the airport to purchase. And the mayor does not want any of this to go on any further. So we'll tell you about what all that is coming up in our political report. Later this hour, we'll have our CRS tapes continue. This is where we were in Nashville the other week at the Country Radio Seminar, CRS. And we actually interviewed some great people at the time and did a bunch at the time on the Y'all Show, and those were in the past. But we still have some that we haven't given the light of day yet to. And today we're going to go to Taylor Hope. She is a newcomer from Western North Carolina. She's 13 years old, and when you hear her sing, you'll say, Golly, is that the next Leanne Rhymes? Was well, I think she sounds more mature than Leanne Rhymes did when she was just getting started. Taylon Hope, T-A-Y-L-O-N is her first name. She'll be on later this hour in our CRS tapes, and you'll learn more about this country music newcomer. And when we go to hour two of today's Y'all Show, we'll have our sports lanyard. We've got news on the Oakland Raiders. Will they be playing in the South this fall? Well, we've got some developments going on there on the left coast that may not be the best of news for the South. We'll tell you what that is. We also have information on this new football league, the Alliance. They're getting someone to file a lawsuit against them, and the, the, the league's only three weeks old. We'll tell you about that. And also, when we talk college basketball, we've got the latest rankings. And how about the Wofford College Terriers from Spartanburg, South Carolina? They are in the top 25 for the first time in school history. We'll tell you where the Terriers are when we get to our college basketball spotlight in Sportsland. Yep. We also have some college football news to pass along as Alabama and West Virginia have scheduled a series in a few years. We'll have that plus more on the college football front coming up in Sportsland. Yep. And then we'll go to our friend Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Matt's just like the rest of the South. He's been having to deal with weather-related issues with all the rain and such. So we are giving Matt 
a much deserved break today we're going to have matt but we're going to go back to our february 5th episode with matt Herman's the barrister bodacious barbecue and we'll have an encore of that coming up in hour two of the program today so if you missed that from a couple weeks back hey you're in luck we'll have that entire interview coming your way in hour two when the barrister talks sauces and more you don't want to miss it we don't want to miss your input here on the y'all show you can call us anytime you feel like it you can text us it's the same number go ahead and store it in your smartphone and just punch that number anytime you want to get something off your chest here at the y'all show our number is 803-816-1170-803-816-1170 it's a number you can text 24 hours a day seven days a week let us know what you're thinking. If you got a question, comment, suggestion, we want to hear about it, yous guys. <laughs> and also, don't forget here on the Y'all Show, we have a YouTube channel now where you'll be able to see great interviews like our interview with Taylor Hope and more. And that is the Y'all Show on YouTube. We've got video interviews, much of which came from the country radio seminar. seminar. We've got more videos, goodness, coming your way at that channel. So go ahead and subscribe to that. And of course, here at the Y'all Show, our our website that you can go anytime and find out more about the show, get archives of our past episodes. It's yall.com, y'all.com. Would love to hear from y'all. All right, we start our headlines today with a story that actually I'm a little surprised this hasn't already been discussed and figured out in the United Methodist Church as the church in St. Louis is meeting leaders of the church are meeting right now and they're on the edge of a breakup over the lgbt stand within the united methodist church and the leaders are right at the brink of breaking up this is a the second largest protestant denomination the united methodist church and right now nearly 900 delegates are trying to decide whether america's second largest denomination of protestants will fracture due to divisions over same-sex marriage and the ordination of LGBT clergy. And again, they're meeting right now in St. Louis, Missouri. A final vote on plans for the church's future won't come until today's closing session, and the outcome remains uncertain. But the preliminary vote from yesterday showed that the traditional plan, which calls for keeping the LGBT bans and enforcing them more strictly, had the support of 56% of more than 800 delegates attending the three-day conference in st louis there's also an alternative proposal called the one church plan and it was rebuffed in a separate preliminary vote getting only 47 percent support now I, I say that i'm surprised that this vote within the united methodist church hasn't already happened because we've seen the episcopal church already deal with these issues and have divisions within that church i know the evangelical lutheran church has divided over the lgbt issue of course, the Catholic Church is not divided, but many of the Protestant faiths have. Southern Baptist, I don't see that ever becoming, well, I won't say that. There's no telling if this will ever come up in the Southern Baptist Church, but at least in the other Protestant denominations, we've seen divisions, and you've seen spinoffs of more conservative wings of these churches happen because I know in the Presbyterian Church and in the Lutheran Church, the more liberal stance was the one voted on where they welcomed in LGBT clergy and the ordination of same-sex weddings. And so I don't know where the Methodist Church will go from today, 
But it, regardless, I think you'll see a breakup happen, whether it's disgruntled LGBT members wanting to start off with their own branch of the church, or if you have a more conservative wing of the United Methodist Church happen. I don't know. It's as if churches didn't have enough problems having attendees anyway with all the distractions and all the, frankly, laziness that even I'll raise my hand, even we who call ourselves Christians don't show up at church anyway. And here they're fighting over LGBT in another Protestant denomination. We'll have the reports from St. Louis when we know them, perhaps on Wednesdays, y'all show. Well, we know that February has been raining a bunch across the South and rainfall in this month has now set a new record in the Tennessee River Valley. As the Tennessee Valley Authority, TVA's River Forecast Center, told reporters Monday that on average 11 inches of rain have fallen this month across 650 miles of the Tennessee River and its watershed. And he said that's about two or three times the normal monthly average that over the last 10 days, four to five inches fell in East Tennessee and Southwest Virginia with about 12 to 13 inches falling in North Alabama. And TVA says barge traffic is at a halt along the entire Tennessee River because of high flows and beyond powering parts of seven southeastern states. TVA provides flood control, navigation, and land management for the Tennessee River system. And I know I haven't seen the Tennessee River myself in the last couple of days, but I've seen some rivers that feed into it or or near it. And one of them literally on a road I was driving on Monday the edge of the river came up just beside the road I was driving on. That's how high that river was. And I don't know if all these rivers have crested yet, but we're already seeing warnings go out along the Mississippi River, especially in Mississippi and in Louisiana, New Orleans especially. They're starting to drain some of the locks around New Orleans in anticipation of all this rain coming in from the Tennessee River system as well as the Ohio Valley. Man, lots and lots of rain, and now we'll We'll be dealing with that. But as we said, a record rainfall in the Tennessee River Valley, you saw just amazing amounts of of river rising. And I I see pictures being sent on social media where a week ago it looked like this, and then here we are a week later, and you, you don't even recognize it. So all of our listeners in the Tennessee River Valley and other rivers in the Mid South, please, please, we are hoping for the best as you get by these next couple of days and these rivers subside now let's follow up with some stories we recently told you about here on the y'all show last week we told you that in douglasville georgia an off-duty u.s immigration and customs enforcement officer that's ice killed a man who he thought was following him in a walmart parking lot in douglasville and now the georgia district attorney there in douglasville says this off-duty ice officer was justified in killing the man and the district attorney said money that ol jones won't be charged in the february 17th death of 45 year old jonathan liddell leonard says the da says jones was headed to walmart with his wife and children when he noticed liddell followed them and parked alongside them Jones fired into Liddell's car, killing Liddell after he says Liddell pointed a gun at him. Liddell's weapon was later determined to be an airsoft gun. So that story there, this off-duty ICE officer not being charged in Douglasville, Georgia. 
On Monday, we told you about the hit-and-run death of a Chattanooga, Tennessee police officer, Nicholas Gallagher, a 38-year-old who had just kind of been new on the force there in Chattanooga. And now we have the person that hit that person turning themselves in. And it turns out to be a postmaster in the Chattanooga area. And that person was Janet Hines. She turned herself in. She's a postmaster at a local post office in the Chattanooga area, according to U.S. Post Office Corporate Communications. And she turned herself in in this incident where she hit a cop and then ran. And the Chattanooga police chief, David Roddy, said, it is with great sadness that I inform you that the Chattanooga police officer, Nicholas Gallinger, succumbed to his injuries. And according to the Chattanooga newspaper, his death is a second loss for the Chattanooga Police Department within a week. A training sergeant there died unexpectedly at his home while off-duty last Thursday. And Hines, this woman who turned herself in, again, a postmaster there in that area, and now arrested after a fatal hit-and-run that killed a Chattanooga cop. We told you also on Monday about a death of a woman in New Orleans. She was walking down Bourbon Street, and now we know who this person is. She actually was from the New Orleans area. And she's being described as a beloved nurse and was called an angel on earth. Julie Colvion, a 36-year-old, was walking on Bourbon Street, this tourist hotspot with friends, when a 37-year-old man named Lewis Barnes, who was being kicked out of Willie's Chicken Shack, took a security guard's gun and started firing. And Colvion was struck by the bullet and taken to University Medical Center where she was pronounced dead. She was a 36-year-old nurse that worked at Oshner Health Systems for over a decade, and she was a beloved nurse, as we said, who dedicated her life to caring for others and friends and family on Facebook, remembering her senseless killing there. That Walking down Bourbon Street, which should be a fun night, ends up being a fatal decision for this nurse from New Orleans. It was last year that we lost Billy Graham and the Billy Graham message and the, the power that the Billy Graham Crusades had across the nation and world with his televangelistic nature. Well, we kind of don't have that anymore. I know Franklin Graham, his son, carries on, I guess it's called Promise Keepers or something like that. But we still don't have these great gatherings of people coming together to celebrate Christ. Well, this is a, a new movement that's going on that I'm going to tell you about in case you haven't heard it. It's called The Send, and over 40,000 Christians have gathered in Orlando, Florida, and some have even committed to missions as these folks gathered at the Camping World Stadium in Orlando over the weekend. Many live-streamed the event to thousands of churches across the country in what's being called a New Jesus Movement. The Send is what it's called. The, S-E-N-D, is a 12-hour event that was a collaboration of national ministries aimed at activating Christians to fulfill their God-given call. It was launched by evangelist Lou Engel, youth with a mission and other ministries. Engel, the founder of The Call, said The Sin was launched after a conversation in 2011 when he spoke about a new generation of Christian missionaries rising up following Reverend Billy Graham's death. Of course, he didn't die until last year, but I guess they were prepared for that, and again, 40,000 people attending this event at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. The stadium was packed all out, glorifying Jesus and the Lord. And again, I had not heard of this movement. It's called The Send. Check it out if you 
maybe uh, want to check out a upcoming send activity in the future. More headlines. This comes from Alabama as protesters from 1960 were remembered on the anniversary of their sit-in in Montgomery, Alabama. Joseph Peterson was a college student back on February 25th of 1960 when he and other black students walked to the whites-only lunch counter at the Montgomery County Courthouse in Montgomery, Alabama. They sat down and asked to be served, and then he and the other eight students at what's now Alabama State University were later expelled for leading the state's first known sit-in protest against segregation. And on Monday, 59 years after that original protest, Mr. Peterson and other students were honored in the city. Montgomery City and county leaders presented resolutions to ASU President Quentin Ross expressing sorrow for the wrongs from the past. And Peterson, who's now 83 years old, says, I feel good about it. I really never thought it would happen. And this is just an opportunity for Montgomery to do the right thing and for the state of Alabama to do the right thing. This man went on to graduate from NYU and work for the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Again, 59 years later, being recognized in Montgomery, Alabama for the first public city. And I guess that followed what Rosa Parks did a few years earlier in Montgomery with the bus boycott. And we remember our civil rights pioneers of those days of the 50s and 60s here in Black History Month. Now, this is something, I guess you could say Black History Month related, but not really. I think it's a guy just trying to, uh, well, because of the Ralph Northam situation in Virginia, the governor who it was surfaced earlier this month that he had blackface photos from his medical school yearbook. And with that whole controversy going on in the Commonwealth here this month, the Virginia State Superintendent of Public Instruction sent a message to school systems to address what he calls dialogue and around race, racism, and bigotry following the unacceptable and hurtful events that we learned about over the past few weeks. And James Lane sent this letter on Friday. He said students are being inundated with racist images linked to Virginia's history of civil rights oppression. Lane is part of the Northam administration, appointed to the position last spring by Governor Ralph Northam. And he says in this letter, The recent revelations from some of our leaders have left our communities hurt and left our students seeking deeper understanding. From our vantage point as educators, we must all join together to renew our commitment to equality, equity, and the elimination of racism of any kind from our public school experience. And this letter was sent out to local school division superintendents in Virginia. Again, maybe he did this at the urging of Ralph Northam, but the public issue there in Virginia with the schools there trying to make the best of an ugly situation. And again, the governor, Ralph Northam, he remains in office, and the lieutenant governor, Justin Fairfax, remains in office, although we have an update on that. Well, we'll tell you about that update in our political report coming up in just a few minutes. Wesley Washam, a 59-year-old retired firefighter from Sarasota County, Florida, was killed in a car crash over the weekend on Interstate 75. And this firefighter was killed after stopping to help a driver. Sad news coming from Sarasota County, Florida. The Florida Highway Patrol says that a man who previously had been reported to law enforcement for slow driving and random stops stopped his vehicle on the highway and then this other vehicle stopped, didn't see the stop truck and hit it from behind. And the Good Samaritan who had stopped to help was identified as Washam, who had pulled over to help 
when another car crashed into the area. One of the vehicles burst into flames and Washam was killed. Again, Washam worked as a handler and instructor for the county's canine search and rescue unit before his retirement and now dying after being a good Samaritan in the early morning hours over the weekend in Sarasota County, Florida. More news from Florida. Johnny Del Preet, he's an ex-pro golfer, and he also also just happens to be the boyfriend of maybe one of the biggest stars on the LPGA Tour, Jessica Corda. And guess what? He is joining Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, in this whole massage scandal going on in Jupiter, Florida. That's right, Del Preet, 29-year-old, he was arrested and charged with soliciting prostitution, according to the Martin County, Florida Sheriff's Office, released on the $25,500 bond, rather, the same day. They did not, the Sheriff's Office there did not confirm reports that Del Preet was arrested as part of the same sting that implicated Kraft, but I think we can all do the math here. He competed in eight golfing tournaments back in 2012 and 2014 on the Web.com tour. He quit in May of 2017 and is a licensed realtor, but he's also served as a caddy for his girlfriend, Corda, and she's been ranked as high as number 13 in the world and has five LPGA Tour wins. And I'm sorry if you ever saw her, you would sit there and say, Del Preet, what in the world are you doing going <laughs> to a massage parlor that's alleged to be the center of a prostitution scandal in the state of Florida. More news from the Sunshine State here on the Y'all Show. A man there has been arrested for allegedly throwing a cookie at his girlfriend. Wade Smith of Zephyr Hills, Florida, was taken into custody on Sunday after deputies with the Pasco County Sheriff's Office had to come out to a home that he shares with his girlfriend. And his girlfriend reportedly told investigators that he threw a hard piece of cookie and hit her in the forehead and which deputies noted was red as they responded to the scene. And 41-year-old Smith had to go to jail. And he confessed that he did throw the cookie at her. And he was released on a $500 bond. I had no idea that throwing a cookie at a girlfriend would land you in jail. But that's what's happened. He was arrested for domestic battery. I guess it wasn't a soft, warm, hot, soft cookie. Maybe it was a little bit hardened and not so comfortable when thrown. Still no excuse for any kind of domestic battery of any type, including throwing cookies. One of the, I, I'm a guy who loves flags, and I think it's really cool what the U.S. Navy has done in recent years with their ships when they've been at port. They have what they call their naval jack that flies on the front, what's it, the bow of the boat. I'm not a sailor, so forgive me if I don't know all the lingo, all you great sailors of the world. But after 9-11 happened, it was a presidential order that warships started flying what was called the first Navy Jack, which features red and white stripes with a rattlesnake and the words, don't tread on me. You probably have seen it. It's a fairly common flag, not quite as common as you see the yellow flag which is called the Gadsden flag, both of which trace back to the American Revolution days. Well, after 17 years, the U.S. Navy will return to flying what's called the Union Jack, and it will replace the first Navy Jack. This will happen on June 4th. Now, the Union Jack, by the way, is really cool flag. It is essentially the upper left corner, the Canton 
of our current stars and stripes flag. It's the 50 stars only, not the red and white stripes, just the stars portion of the flag. And that is called the Union Jack. And it will be on our ships again coming in June. And a news release from the Chief of Naval Operations, Admiral John Richardson, issued this order calling for the Blue Banner to return June 4th to commemorate the World War II Battle of Midway. What a huge battle that was back in 1942. And it will go on ships. Now, as the commission ship with the longest total period in active status, the USS Blue Ridge will become the only warship authorized to keep flying the first Navy Jack. Admiral Richardson says the return to the Union Jack accompanies what he calls a new era of competition. Pretty cool flag. I love I love flags. I love our Jacks, our first Navy Jack, our Union Jack. Pretty cool stuff. And again, all of you who have served in our United States Navy or Coast Guard where you might have a, a Jack flown there on your on your boat uh congrats looks it's a great looking flag and look forward to seeing that i don't think it's flown when they're leaving it's only flown when they're docked when they're at anchor in port they fly that flag i guess so that if you're looking at a ship from an angle you will see maybe you'll be able to determine what country that ship is from in case you don't see the the back of the boat which is the stern i guess <laughs> also it also i guess helps distinguish in some boats you can't tell which one's the bow which one's the stern so knowing which one the jack is you will easily be t- be able to tell the right end of the boat okay how about that for nautical talk here now here's a great story tying into our government did you happen to see about two years ago that great movie called hidden figures it was the story of katherine johnson who was a black lady living in virginia at the time who became a key figure behind the scenes, at least, of NASA and the effort to go to the moon. Well, this week, NASA announced that they've renamed a facility in Fairmont, West Virginia, which is also the home state of Katherine Johnson. And this will be, in effect, NASA renames this facility there in her native state. And she is still alive. Katherine Johnson is 100 years old. She celebrated her 100th birthday back on August 26th of last year. And this great lady who has quite a story, awesome, awesome movie. If you haven't seen it, really cool story, really great movie. And not only tells the amazing tale of this woman who had to go through so much as a NASA mathematician, but it really gives you another look at the early days of NASA. She was with NASA when they were in Virginia getting started, even before they went to Houston, Texas. Pretty cool story. And again, this facility in her native west virginia is going to have her name going for pretty cool and speaking of movies and all the tv stuff a guy who's been in movies and tv shows that is from the south and his hilarious danny mcbride you might know him better from the hbo series eastbound and down in addition to all the other movies he's been on he's got a new hbo series being filmed at a mall in charleston south carolina as it's been reported that The Righteous Gemstones is a new HBO series, and they're filming at the former Sears inside Citadel Mall, just outside of Charleston. And this will be a comedy show about a dysfunctional family of televangelists, and it will star Danny McBride, John Goodman, and Adam Devine. Release date for this series has not been announced, but pretty neat stuff. 
that this is being filmed there. And if you know anything about reality television, this Sears location outside of Citadel Mall is actually an investment, and it's owned by Richard Davis, who had that series about 12 years ago on TV called Flip This House. And he's a Charleston real estate investor. He bought the 14-acre former Sears site in its parking lot in May of last year for nearly $8 million. And now they're leasing the former department store to HBO. Of course, Sears operated in the location for 37 years, as they have in many, many places across the South. They closed that down in 2018. And now Danny McBride, who also has filmed Vice Principals, another HBO series in the Charleston area, staying in the low country. And I can't wait for the release of The Righteous Gemstones. And again, a comedy series about a dysfunctional family of televangelists. And I can't wait to see that one. Kenny Powers, Danny McBride, awesome series there. Maybe not suited for the entire family. I'll have to see how G-rated this Righteous Gemstone series is going to be. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we will take a look at political headlines from throughout the South. Don't go anywhere. The Y'all Show will be right back. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. When is the perfect time to make something happen for your small business? The answer is always right now. Introducing the Right Now sale from Vistaprint, where you can get 50% off any one item to promote your business and save up to $100. Choose a fresh stack of postcards, a standout banner, or whatever you need most. Why not? It's 50% off, but only until March 3rd. Own the now with the Right Now sale and get 50% off any one item at Vistaprint.com. Use promo code WHYNOT. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code WHYNOT. Restrictions apply. See website for details. I just can't stop scratching. Struggling to get relief from itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824, 1-844-777-ITCH, or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Welcome back. It's Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent here on this Tuesday edition. 
And it's time now for our weekly look at what's going on in the world of politics. And we stay in the Commonwealth of Virginia. We promised you this in our headlines in the previous segment. Our latest Justin Fairfax report. He is the lieutenant governor of Virginia. And this embattled lieutenant governor has now compared himself to Jim Crow era lynching victims as he gave a speech on Sunday as he's resisted widespread calls to resign prompted by allegations of sexual assault. Fairfax strongly defended himself and lashed out at his critics from his rostrum in the state Senate as the 2019 legislative session was coming to a close. He said, quote, I've heard much about anti-lynching on the floor of this very Senate where people were not given any due process whatsoever. And we rue that. And he said that he went on to say, we talk about hundreds, at least a hundred terror lynchings that have happened in the Commonwealth of Virginia under those very same auspices. And yet we stand here in a rush to judgment with nothing but accusations and no facts. And we decide that we are willing to do the same thing after the five minute impromptu speech. Stunned senators there in Richmond sat in awkward silence. Justin Fairfax feeling the heat, but still in office in Richmond, Virginia. Well, a guy who had the office of governor prior to Ralph Northam and prior to Fairfax being lieutenant governor was Terry McAuliffe. And there's widespread speculation that he may enter the race as a Democrat, as the former governor of Virginia was on the MSNBC show Morning Joe on Monday criticizing president trump no surprise there also saying he'll decide by the end of march whether he's going to run for president he said quote i am very stable you always know where i come from joe you would not have to worry about my mood swings as president of the united states of america well will he or won't he we'll find out well one lady who's decided she's going to run she announced the other week in the middle of a blizzard Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, she came south over the weekend to do some rallies and grow support for her presidential can- campaign for the Democratic ticket, at least. And she found her way in Georgia. And if you're going to be a Democrat and you're friends with Walter Mondale, who was once a vice president of the United States, you got to go to Plains, Georgia. And that's where Amy Klobuchar went as she met up with former President Jimmy Carter and former First Lady Rosalind Carter. And how about this? The trio had a wonderful lunch, according to Klobuchar's tweet that came out. And she said they had this at the Carter's home in Plains, Georgia. They enjoyed tomato soup and pimento cheese sandwiches. She said she got some good advice and helpful to hear about their grassroots presidential campaign back in 1976, which no one thought they could win, but they did. Amy Klobuchar visiting president jimmy carter and Rosalind on the peanut farm in plains georgia i I don't know how the carters split their time i think they're in atlanta a good bit but they're in plains a whole lot of course he has been a sunday school teacher there and had a real health scare a year and a half ago but seems to be doing much better now as he approaches 100 years old jimmy carter All right, more information coming from the Democrats in the state of Texas and on the state side of things there. All 12 Senate Democrats have voted no on Texas Secretary of State David Whitley, which will likely doom his nomination to become the full-time Secretary of State in the Lone Star State. Now, all this comes out after he was criticized following a controversial advisory last month that warned election administrators about non-citizens potentially voting illegally. 
and his confirmation requires the support of two-thirds of senators. And it looks like with all these Democrats going against him that David Whitley will not end up being the full Secretary of State in Texas, and that will doom his chance. He's interim right now, but not looking good. Now, finally, from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the mayor of that city is celebrating the completion of a personal mission, ridding Oklahoma City's airport of cow-tipping T-shirts. Oklahoma City Mayor David Holt said on his Twitter account last week that after months of trying to end sales of shirts reading, quote, nothing tips like a cow at Will Rogers World Airport, the clothing is sold out and won't be restocked. Airport spokesman John Ryan said Friday that the shirts with the shape of the state and a cow lying on its back were pretty popular over the 10 years, but that the joke has run its course. Cow tipping is a largely debunked legend in which rural youth sneak into a pasture at night and push over a cow that is standing but asleep. Debunkers point out the practice is unlikely to succeed, largely because cows don't sleep standing up. But if you had hoped to get a nothing tips like a cow t-shirt at Will Rogers World Airport in OKC, you might be out of luck. Well, that will wrap up our political spotlight here on the Y'all Show, but we've got fun coming up after the break. We're going to have our CRS Tapes series continue. We'll be visiting with North Carolina newcomer Taylor Hope at the Country Radio Seminar, and she's got a great song out. We'll get to hear a portion of that. Plus, she's going to sing a cappella a little bit on our interview, so you don't want to miss that. Taylor Hope, a 13-year-old songstress, coming up next. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video streams at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. Endless scratching. The itch from my eczema is unbearable. Are you struggling to get relief from chronic itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the severe itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care and medication at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824 or 1-844-777-ITCH. Or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. When is the perfect time to make something happen for your small business? The answer is always right now. Introducing the Right Now sale from Vistaprint, where you can get 50% off any one item to promote your business and save up to $100. Choose a fresh stack of postcards, a standout banner, or whatever you need most. Why not? It's 50% off, but only until March 3rd. Own the now with the Right Now sale and get 50% off any one item at Vistaprint.com. Use promo code Why Not. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code Why Not. Restrictions apply. See website for details.
Welcome back. We're in Nashville, Tennessee. John Rawl on the All Southern Show. We've got a newcomer to country music, and believe it or not, I have an actual thing I can hold in my hand for this newcomer. It's called a compact disc. It's <laughs> Taylor Hope, and she's joining us now on the Y'all Show. Hello, Taylor. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, and we appreciate you taking time to come out. And if you're not Thanks able to see me. us on video, if you're listening to us on the radio today, Taylor, you have... I would guess you'd call it red hair. Yes, <laughs> red hair. <laughs> Which is something we need. We need more redheads in country yes. music. Reba isn't making quite the amount of music that I'd like her to make, so you need to step up and fill the shoes that we need for a red hair singer in country music. <laughs> All right, you. Let's read your propaganda. I don't want to. I want to speak for you. You've got it all right here. Thirteen-year-old indie recording artist. Are you still thirteen? Yes, I'm still thirteen. Wow, thirteen. You you are a very mature-looking thirteen-year-old. I'm sure you've been told <laughs> Thank that. You. I, I think of my nieces that are thirteen, and they look like they probably should still be in kindergarten. <laughs> You're an indie recording artist with a and a songwriter, mm-hmm. recording artist, entertainer who captured the attention of renowned Grammy-nominated producer Kent Wells, who's worked with Dolly Parton. And you've recorded three projects under his direction over a short three-year span on Go Time Records. And the problems he projects highlight Taylor Hope Originals and her flair to deliver flowy, graceful lyrics with contemporary angelic vocals. Preparing to release this new single to country radio, she has this single out. It is called Could Have Been a Country Song. I can't wait to put this in the CD player. Thank and you. And you have a bunch of other music to come here from Taylor Hope. Now, where is your hometown? I'm from West Jefferson, North Carolina. It's near Boone, North Carolina, Appalachian State. But Go Mountaineers. Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> but um, we, Go Nears. We moved here um, a couple years ago, so I love Nashville, but also North Carolina is always going to be my home. So That's fine. We're, you're a WNC girl. Yes, definitely. And that is definitely Western North Carolina. Uh-huh. I mean, you talk about some massive mountains through yes. there. Banner Elk, is that near you? Yeah, really close. And, of course... Ski, skiing they ski up there i love to ski you do mm-hmm. i'm scared to ski <laughs> but you have gone head first into this music thing so how long have you lived in nashville we've lived in nashville since summer of 2017 so really? going on two oh, years wow. are you the reason yeah um my dad's job and me well we moved originally for me but his job worked out as well so i love it so much so Okay, I was thinking your parents said, okay, we think she's got promise. We need to take her to Nashville and sing. <laughs> That's not quite what it was? No, it was just... Okay, um, well, darn. That would have been a better story. one of my dreams. Okay, well, hey, so. this is a town built on dreams. And yes. sometimes those dreams don't come totally true, 
but they come become partially true. Right. There's people who come here to be the next Reba McIntyre, and they end up being a big producer or songwriter. Yes. And uh, we hope you will become the next Reba, perhaps. Thank you. Uh, tell me about this name, Taylon. I've never seen Tay T A Y L O N. Yeah, in Taylor. my life. Mm-hmm. What's the story? Yeah, a lot of people um, say that my parents were choosing between the name Allie and Taylon, and when I was born, they just they chose Taylon. I don't know. They they just told me that they were thinking of really unique names, so that's what they came up with. Well, that's a darn good name. Now, your single I'm holding in my hand is called Could Have Been a Country Song, and this was written by you and Bill DeLuigi? DeLuigi. DeLuigi. (laughs) It's kind of a complicated last name. Yeah, not quite as easy as Hope. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about this song, Could Have Been a Country Song. We wrote this one about a really... rap song? No, it's it's country. It's pretty country. So... (laughs) Well, I said it could have been a country song. Could have been a country song, but it's it's a country song, so I guess it could have been. Could you... Yeah, it could have been. Well, (laughs) i tell you what I don't want to could have been. I want you to should have been. I want you to sing a little portion for us right now, if you don't mind. Right now? Okay. Acapulco. Okay. You feel like Georgia rain when we met in the second grade. I check no one to know that you passed me. A few years later, I let you catch me. All right. Taylor That's a hope. hint. Yeah. What's that? That's a hint. That's oh, the first okay. chord. See, I, I, I was so blown away. I, I was paying attention to your singing. You know what you said? A hit in the making. Well, let's hope this happens. What What is a new artist like you, an independent artist? What is the secret? If you know it, I guess you don't know it. That's why if everybody knew the secret, they'd all be multi-million sellers. What are you doing different to make yourself marketable and to be known? Oh, gosh. I think me, um, I think songwriting is a huge part of it because, um, you know, songwriting, you can really make yourself be yourself, kind of like that. And co-writing with people is one of my favorite things to do. And really, I just like to kind of make my own traditional sound. I love traditional country music and stuff like that. But All right. Well, let's brag on that. Who yeah. do you like? Um, gosh, I love Reba. It's funny you mentioned that. Dolly, my producer works with Dolly, and um, he's her band leader. And a lot of older people. I love Patsy Cline. Um, I love Keith Urban and just some new people that kind of have a traditional sound. But I love Casey Musgraves. Oh, she's yeah. she's a new one coming in that I think is amazing. What do you think about Casey Musgrave winning Grammys? But really, most country music radio stations don't really play her that much. Gosh, um, I think she really deserves it. She she writes, which is I love about Casey. She writes amazing songs. And you can really tell that they're close to her heart. And I think a lot of people can relate to her. And that's what I really think. That's that's so cool with yeah. Casey. Mm-hmm. Well, Taylor, we are a show all about the South. And you're, you qualify being yes. from Western North Carolina <laughs> uh-huh. around Boone. We cover things like sports. We cover music, what we're talking about now. But we also cover politics, news, cooking. Any of those things interest you? Gosh, I, I like to bake. I've always baked with my grandma. What? Um, we bake, um, what's it called? Pound cake. That's one of my... What's your grandma's name? Linda. Linda. What, what do you call her? Nana. Nana. Yeah. Cooking cookies with Nana. Cooking cookies with Nana and pound cake. That's what we always love to pa- do. Pound cake, yeah. Pound yeah. cake. The cookies, too. I mean... What is it? Pound cake seems like it should be the easiest thing in the world to make. It but, is. But... There- but it, if you do the right things, yeah. it's like, oh my god. Me and my mom try to make it. There's just, I feel like there's something my Nana puts in there that we just can't figure it out. It's like a lemon pound cake. It's so good. She it's puts like, in love is what she yeah. puts in there. She also makes amazing salsa, too. Oh, so, really? yeah. Um, we brought a lot of her salsa here to my producer's place and my songwriters. We always bring them salsa and they just love the salsa. What's so. in there? 
I don't know. It's just the best fruit? salsa. Some people put yeah, fruit. There's okay, some no. fruit in there. It just makes it so, like, you know, I don't know, sweet. It's so good. So right, I'll have well, to bring you some. You should. You yes. should. <laughs> now, what's up next for you? You got this single. You're working on the rest of the album? Yes. My new album's coming out in April. Um, I co wrote all the songs. There's um, different songs in there. I wrote with Keith Burns from the 90s band, Trick Pony, Devin O'Day, and Mo Pitney. Okay. Do you know Mo? Um, yeah, they're amazing writers. I've written with so many cool people um, I was blessed with. So um, I'm super excited for that to come out. I'm going on a radio tour this year and also going to places like um, Colorado and New York and places like that. I'm super excited. Her name is Taylor Hope. She's not quite old enough to drive, but she's got her license to make yes. hit music. And uh, that's what she's so rearing up to do right yeah. now. And be sure to follow me on um, social medias and stuff like that under Taylor Hope Music, under Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and um, under YouTube and Spotify and Apple Music and all that. I'm there. All right, mm-hmm. Nana, keep making that pound cake. Yes. <laughs> the Y'all Show will continue after this break. Stay with us. We're going to go to break with a little Taylor Hope Music. Thank you, guys. And caller number nine for one million dollars. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number ten. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video streams set up to 480p+. Music it up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. Second hour of this Tuesday, y'all show, Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back. Our number, if you want to text us, we would welcome that. Our number, 803-816-1170. Our website is y'all.com. Twitter, at y'all show. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back here on the All Southern Program. We've got the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans. He'll be on in the next segment, and he will have all kinds of barbecue goodness in our encore from a few weeks back. You'll enjoy that. If you just stick around, you'll have all that. Right now, though, on The Y'all Show, we've got Sports Lanyard, where we look at all kinds of different sports across the Southeast and bring you up to speed. Of course, I want to remind you, on Wednesdays here on The Y'all Show, tune in tomorrow for the ACC Report with Jonathan Leifheit. 
And on Thursdays, we have the SEC report. So those two conferences get a little bit more love than the others, but we, we try to share the love on everything, including, well, if it's a big enough story, we'll tell you about it here in Sportsland. Yep. In fact, I'm going to tell you about a Big 12 SEC series getting scheduled in college football. And it includes a team that a lot of people like in this part of the world. So we'll have all that coming up in just a handful of seconds. But right now, speaking of football, well, there was a, a movement not long ago in the city of Birmingham that they might actually try to court the Oakland Raiders to come to the Magic City and play at least for the 2019 season as Oakland's Coliseum there is up and their their lease in Oakland Coliseum hasn't been secured for the 2019 season. So the Raiders have to play somewhere and they're looking around San Antonio possibility, also San Diego. And then the more natural places would probably be in the Bay area, perhaps at the 49ers stadium and, or where the San Francisco giants baseball team plays. But it looks like the Raiders are closing in on an agreement that would have them play this coming season once again at Oakland Coliseum with an option for 2020 as insurance. Now the team is going to move to Las Vegas, but they're maybe considering that 2020 insurance plan in case the Vegas stadium isn't quite ready, quite ready for 2020. The Coliseum Authority would have first to sign off on the lease extension with the Raiders, a vote that may take place by Friday of this week. And we'll see what happens. Mark Davis, the owner, kind of looking forward to that move, but still got a long way to go before his team moves into the $1.8 billion, 65,000-seat Dome Stadium in Nevada in 2020. So we'll find out if they stay again in Oakland this year. Personally, I think it'd be kind of cool if they did play in Birmingham. Hey, Mark Davis, I would love for you to play in the city of your birth. Do y'all know where the owner of the Oakland Raiders was born? And how he got his name, Mark Davis of the Raiders, of course, the son of Al Davis, the legendary NFL owner and NFL legend period. Mark Davis was born in Charleston, South Carolina, and he's named Mark Clark Davis. And the reason he's named Mark Clark Davis is at the time of his birth in the 1950s, Al Davis was an assistant football coach at the Citadel the Military College of South Carolina, small school, my alma mater. And as an assistant coach, Al Davis wanted to become the head coach at the Citadel. And the president of the school was Mark Clark. Yeah, the same general Mark Clark that had been a hero of World War II and also had served as the supreme commander of UN troops during the Korean War. Four-star general Mark Clark was president of the Citadel when Al Davis was an assistant football coach there. And to kiss up, this is typical Al Davis, to kiss up to General Dave, to General Clark, he named his own son at birth Mark Clark Davis. And guess what? He didn't get the job, and he took off to USC, Southern Cal, that is, as an assistant coach, ended up getting into the new AFL not long after that. But Mark Davis of the Raiders was born in the holy city of Charleston, South Carolina. So my whole point of telling you all this is, hey, Raiders owner Davis, why don't you, for one season, let the Raiders play at Johnson Haygood Stadium in Charleston? Wouldn't that be kind of cool? 
It's it's a small stadium, but it's not much smaller than what the Chargers have been playing in, StubHub Stadium in Los Angeles. So for one year, I think that would be really, really cool. How cool would it be to see the Charleston Raiders? <laughs> Probably not going to happen, though. But uh, yeah, Mark Davis has a connection to the South. How about that? I bet you didn't get that kind of info on ESPN today. Speaking of professional football, we told you the other day about how the new football league, the Alliance of American Football, had all, had all kind of problems after it was only two weeks old, nearly went belly up, and the owner of the Carolina hockey team of the NHL, the Hurricanes owner, came in, gave them $250 million, and I think became a majority owner. Well, now more bad news from the business front of the Alliance as its co-founder, Charlie Ebersole, is being sued in Los Angeles Superior Court by a man who claims the league was his idea. In the suit filed, Robert Vanetch, the co-founder and current CFO of Treble Music, said that he had had a handshake agreement with Ebersol that was violated. More to come, Ebersol denying all of this. I don't see how it's possible you could steal the idea of a league. Hey, you got to make it happen. Anybody with a brain could come up with the idea of, of a league. The real skill is taking it from idea to reality so give ebersol a lot of credit and also bill polian they have at least got this league now three weeks in and it i like it i think it's pretty good football it's certainly the best football you'll find in in february and march all right speaking of future football leagues the xfl is going to return in 2020 i don't know if you knew that or not but yes the wwe founder is going to get this league back up and going vince mcmahon has decided that he wants to start a, a new league next year they've already announced cities that this franchises will be located in in the south i know they'll have an a, a xfl team in arlington texas and also tampa will have a team well former seattle seahawks quarterback jim zorn was named monday the coach of the xfl franchise for seattle and he was the washington redskins head coach back in 2008 in 2009 didn't do too good he was 12 and 20 overall with this 65 year old west coast native will be the head coach of the new franchise of seattle in the xfl looking at nba news and notes here for a second the milwaukee bucks continue to lead the eastern conference man what a turnaround there along the shores of lake michigan Bucks lead with a 45-14 record overall. The Raptors are just behind them. The Pacers are in third place. Then if you look down the standings from our southern perspective, the Charlotte Hornets, if the season ended today, they would barely make the playoffs. They are in the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. The Hornets are 28-31. and Orlando is 28-33. and The Heat, 26-32. and The Hawks, man, they're having a rough season, 20-40. and right now in the eastern conference western conference standings it's the nuggets and warriors fighting for the top of that particular conference the okc thunder they're 38 and 21 currently in the third spot of the western conference of the nba the rockets 34 and 25 they're in the fifth spot the spurs are in the seventh spot at 33 and 28 southern perspective in the remainder of the western conference you got the pelicans 27 and 34 the mavs are 26 and 33 they're near the bottom the Memphis Grizzly, poor old Memphis, 23 and 38. The only thing positive for the Grizz, the Phoenix Suns are behind you. The Suns are the worst team in the NBA at 11 and 50. Woo, that's, that's bad, y'all. 
Let's talk a little SEC basketball, if you don't mind. As the referee for the SEC, Anthony Jordan has some splaining to do after a photo surfaced of him over the weekend posing with an LSU t-shirt. Now, this picture was about five years old, but the reason it was brought to light was it was a very close game between LSU and Tennessee in Baton Rouge on Saturday. LSU prevailed 82-80 to on free throws following this foul call called with six-tenths of a second remaining in OT, and Jordan was a referee in that game. And I don't know if it was meant to sabotage his career or what, but this photo comes out with him posing with his LSU t-shirt while traveling out of the country. And the SEC's had to come out with a statement saying Jordan has officiated a high level in the SEC for 19 years, including 11 assignments in NCAA postseason tournaments. We do not find this social media post to be acceptable with our expectations and will proceed accordingly. While also acknowledging Mr. Jordan has a lengthy track record as a fair and impartial basketball official. Okay, according to the SEC, Jordan had intended to make a lighthearted social media post about having seen the T-shirt in another country and not to express affinity for a particular school. The SEC has a conflict of interest policy that prevents referees from working games involving schools they attended are schools that employ or enroll their immediate family members, among other things. Tennessee coach Rick Barnes said he had contacted the SEC office a couple of different times since the LSU game about everything that has happened, saying that they understand the situation. They are as upset about it as we would be. The fact is, they will handle it. We have to get ready to play another game. The loss by Tennessee dropped them to number seven in the standings, and they're now in a three-way tie in the SEC basketball standings with Kentucky and with LSU. But, yeah, not exactly what the SEC needs to be defending their refs for posing with old photos with one of their member institutions. Let's talk some college basketball rankings. We told you how Tennessee's currently sitting in the poll. How about the Walford Terriers from Spartanburg, South Carolina? You may have heard me mention Walford a few times. I know I mentioned them the other day when I was talking to country music crooner David Ball at the Country Radio Seminar, as his hometown is Spartanburg, South Carolina. That is also the hometown of one Marshall Tucker Band. Well, Walford College is there. The Terriers have a great mascot, a great logo, a great academic presence there in the Southern Conference. And for the first time in the history of the Associated Top 25 of Men's College Basketball the Terriers check in this week at number 24. The official Twitter account for Wofford, at Wofford Terriers, put an image out with 24 nationally ranked with one of their star players on it. And the tweet said, spread the news. Wofford men's basketball is ranked in the AP Top 25 for the first time in school history, all in caps there. Wofford, an amazing season. They are undefeated in the Southern Conference, 16-0 mark right now in the SOCON. They have wins over South Carolina this year. They beat them convincingly in Columbia. They also played North Carolina. They didn't beat North Carolina this year. However, last year, they beat North Carolina and Georgia Tech in regular season play. The Wofford Terriers. Look at them to be a bracket buster when March Madness starts in just a few weeks. So congrats to the Terriers from the Southern Conference as you reach the top 25. And as a guy who supports that conference, 
I would love the SoCon to see more than one team get in the big dance this year. Usually it's the conference championship winner that proceeds to the big dance. Normally that's been Walford in the last couple of years. If you know anything about March Madness, you should be familiar with Walford. They've had some great games. I don't think they've gone past that first day, though. But, boy, they're having a season like none other this year in Spartanburg SC. Walford College, the home of Craig Melvin on the NBC Today Show. That is his alma mater. And, let's see, they've got some other famous people that went to Walford College. I can't think of them right now. Ellison Barber on Fox News, she went there, and others. So congrats, all of our Walford fans and alumni. Terriers in the top 25. Now, who else is in the top 25? Well, we do have a little shakeup in the college basketball top 25. After Duke lost last week in the shoe blowout, they fall down to number three. That means Gonzaga moves up to number one. The Bulldogs got 44 first-place votes. Following Gonzaga at number two is the Virginia Cavaliers. Duke checks in at three. Kentucky check in at number four. UNC moves up to number five. They had a big win over Florida State over the weekend. Michigan State is six. Those Tennessee Vols are at number seven. The Houston Cougars continue to impress. UH is number eight in the latest AP Top 25. Looking at other Southern schools in the Top 25, the Red Raiders of Texas Tech moved up three spots. They are ranked 11th in the latest AP poll. LSU didn't move up at all or down. They're ranked number 13 in the new poll. The Kansas State Wildcats are 16th. Maryland is 17th. Florida State is number 18 in the latest AP poll. They're down two after losing in Chapel Hill. Virginia Tech Hokies are unchanged. They're number 20 in the latest poll. And again, the Walford Terriers, they're the only Southern team toward the bottom of the poll. They are 24 in the latest AP. Walford is 24-4 and right now. And look out for a guy named Fletcher McGee. He's a very talented Floridian sharpshooter on the Walford basketball team as you get ready for March Madness here in a few weeks. Hey, some college football news. The Alabama Crimson Tide and West Virginia have agreed to play a home-and-home series in the years 2026 and 2027. The Tide will visit the Mountaineers in 2026. WVU will come to Bryant-Denny in 2027. Of course, the connection to West Virginia for Nick Saban is it is his home state. The programs last met in 2014 when Alabama won 33-23 to in that Chick-fil-A kickoff game in Atlanta. And Alabama has now scheduled three home-and-home series for the next decade. In addition to this WVU series, Alabama will play at Texas in 2022 and then will face Longhorns in Tuscaloosa in 2023. Alabama will travel to Notre Dame in 2028 and face the Irish at home in 2029. And that's your future Alabama football forecast. (laughs) All right. Alabama is going to be playing Vanderbilt at some point. And it looks like Alabama and the Commodores might be facing off with Derek Mason still in charge of the doors as Vanderbilt announced at the end of last week that they've extended the contract of their head football coach. Details of the extension were not disclosed. Of course, Vanderbilt being a private school doesn't necessarily have to give you all the juicy details. Derek Mason's led the Commodores for five seasons now and is just the second coach in Vanderbilt's history to lead Vandy to multiple bowl appearances. Last year, they went down and played Baylor in the Texas Bowl in Houston. He's got a 24-38 and record while coaching in Nashville. So good job there, Derek Mason, getting a contract extension at VU. 
All right, more football news, and I can't wait to sign up for this class. The guy that coached the Texas Tech Red Raiders to great success back in the 2000s, now been coaching at Washington State for many years, Mike Leach is going to be teaching, not just football, but he's going to be teaching a seminar titled Insurgent Warfare and Football Strategies at Washington State in Pullman, Washington. He's going to launch a five-class seminar this spring with this this series title, and it'll be open to 40 students on the Pullman campus. The Pirate is going to teach this extracurricular seminar with Spokane County Treasurer and WSU alumnus Mike Bumgartner. The class won't count for academic credit or appear on a student's transcript. Well, what's the fun in that? Who the heck would want to show up for that and not get some kind of well, some kind of some kind of cred? Students can submit applications starting today. As part of the application process, students must submit two essays of no longer than two hundred words that answer the following questions. Can the British strategy and the Malaya insurgency be used today? Is the wishbone a potentially viable offense for the NFL? Why or why not? (laughs) Man, I feel like I'm back in grad school there with Mike Leach, but man, he is such a fun guy. If you, if you ever get bored and you need some entertainment, just go to YouTube and search Mike Leach press conferences and you'll be amazed at what all comes out of his mouth. He is so educational and so comical at the same time remember he was a lawyer he's got a law degree and then got into football coaching somehow but yeah he's he's a he's a hoot to use a good southern term there and i know he loves military history just like i do so mike leach professor leach there at washington state university and finally let's look quickly at the latest top 25 for college baseball, we've got the new poll in from D1Baseball.com. Number one, we've got the Vanderbilt Commodores checking in at the top spot. LSU is at number two. The Red Raiders of Texas Tech are at three. North Carolina is fifth in the latest college baseball top 25. Florida is number seven. The Louisville Cardinals are at number eight. The Georgia Bulldogs are at number nine. The Mississippi Landsharks, they got a series win at Tulane this past weekend. They are at number 10. The Diamond Dogs of Mississippi State are at number 12. The Florida State Seminoles are at 13. ECU, the Pirates, are 14th in the latest college baseball top 25. The Baylor Bears are at 15. The Arkansas Razorbacks and Coach Van Horn are at number 16. Michigan is not from the South, but they did go to Charleston this past weekend and got a series sweep over the Citadel. They are number 17 in the latest top 25. Number 18 is the TCU Horn Frogs. Oklahoma State is 19. The Coastal Carolina Chanticleers are at 20. The Auburn Tigers check in at number 21. The Longhorns of Texas are at 22. The Clemson Tigers are 23 in the latest college baseball top 25. And that, that season, of course, getting started Valentine's weekend and now two weeks behind. We should have some really good series popping up soon as we'll have conference play starting here in another two weeks for some of the conferences of college baseball. Well, that is our sports land yap here on this Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed that. When we come back, we'll be joined by Matt Hermans. It's actually a encore episode of the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. He's going to talk sauces and a whole lot more. You don't want to miss it. The Y'all Show will be right back.
Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. When is the perfect time to make something happen for your small business? The answer is always right now. Introducing the Right Now sale from Vistaprint, where you can get 50% off any one item to promote your business and save up to $100. Choose a fresh stack of postcards, a standout banner, or whatever you need most. Why not? It's 50% off, but only until March 3rd. Own the now with the Right Now sale and get 50% off any one item at Vistaprint.com. Use promo code Why Not. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code Why Not. Restrictions apply. See website for details. I just can't stop scratching. Struggling to get relief from itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824, 1-844-777-ITCH, or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. And now, an encore of the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue on the Y'all Show. John is firing up his Coleman grill. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall Tucker on the radio. It's the Y'all Show Tuesday edition here on the All Southern Program with your host, John Rawlin, it's time for the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue to make his heroic return to the show. Matt Hermans joins us now. And Matt, you probably don't realize this because you're out doing, I guess, maybe some more important things in your life today. But this is our 150th episode of Y'all. And Matt, we are on location in Water Valley, Mississippi. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm happy to be part of the 150th. That's pretty cool. Um, I like Water Valley, too. That's a great little town. Okay. Well, we're celebrating you. I knew you couldn't be here, but we, we're, we're thinking about you. <laughs> Think about me for the next 20 minutes or so, and we'll. Uh, I'm proud to be part of this this momentous occasion. Well, Matt, how are you doing? We missed you in Water Valley, but maybe you had a big Super Bowl party Sunday? 
Uh, I had a small. How about a small Super Bowl party? Uh, yeah, okay. We had, yeah, yeah, we had a small one. Uh, well, was, chances are your small Super Bowl party was more exciting than the actual Super Bowl. I got to be honest with you. Uh, I can't think of anything that wouldn't be more exciting than that game. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything else that goes along with it. I thought it was uh, it was one of the more uh, unbearably boring events I've seen in a while, to be completely honest with you. And that's hard to say about football, football being boring, but that was – that was. Not- uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the Super Bowl, I feel like, has kind of become a – I don't know what it is anymore. It's very strange. Uh, and if the game's boring, then, yeah. I mean, I probably watched the first half. That's about it. Yeah. Well, tell us how the grilling went on. You said it was a small party, so I guess you didn't cook a whole hog. But what what, what was going on at the no, Hearman's Manor? I wish I would have. I wish I could have. Um, no, we did ribs. Um, yeah, the game was boring, but the, the barbecue turned out great. I did a, did a couple rack of spare ribs. We had about four people, so uh, – it was perfect. Everybody got you know, four or five ribs, did some spare ribs. I did some uh, Memphis style uh, with some mop and some uh, some dry rub finish. And then I did some with uh, a sweeter rub and a sweeter sauce. So we kind of had a kind of traditional and Memphis style spare ribs. Both of them turned out pretty great. Uh, not the best I've ever done, but certainly um, on the high side of, of average. So, yeah. It was a good time. It's a heck of a good meal, and we didn't have to look at the game very much. So that was a, that was a new <laughs> I want to ask you, Matt. You live more than a tank full of gas away from the mid south, and when you start sharing Memphis style barbecue and the rub and the seasoning and all that to people who maybe aren't so familiar with Memphis barbecue, what's the initial reaction? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, I make sure that I always do a couple different varieties. Uh, so in other words, if I'm going to do uh, a Memphis style rack of, you know, dry rub ribs. Uh, I always make sure I do another rack of, uh, you know, kind of my more traditional sweet rub and maybe, uh, offer some barbecue sauce as well. Um, with that. So, because I understand Memphis is uh, a very specific, particularly on ribs is very specific kind of flavor profile. So I would say, to be honest with you, you know, you get a, uh, you get an initial look of like, what is this? Um, because it's, you know, a traditional Memphis dry rub rib is not sweet. It's, it's hundred percent savory. And then you have the, uh, kind of the powdery flavorful rub on top of a, of a, a smoked and charcoal style, uh, rib. And I use a little bit of mop, but that's just another layer of flavor. It's not terribly sweet. So, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling it, people either love it. Um, and I immediately, when I first, uh, had a Memphis style rib. I immediately loved it. It was just a very, very different flavor profile. But I think either people love it or they do not like it, and they want the sweet um, kind of traditional variety of what we call a Southern style rib. So fifty-fifty, um, I would say. Uh, either you love it or you don't. I think the more you eat it, uh, if you somebody, for instance, you grow up in Memphis, you dry rub ribs a lot, or even eat muddy ribs or wet ribs, you uh, you kind of like that. And once you get used to that. It, you can never really recreate that flavor without without having a pretty authentic Memphis style rib. So I'd say half and half. I always like to have a couple varieties on hand, but uh, I'd say it's either love or 
not so much. Yeah. Well, one of the more famous places, if not the most famous barbecue place in Memphis is Rendezvous Ribs. And Rendezvous sells, at least in grocery stores, a bottle of sauce. Now, what's your opinion of that? Because when I see that, I think about dousing it all over my queue. But you're telling me the (laughs) traditional Memphis style does not mean dousing sauce all over it. Well, let me me, uh, clarify. So there are... There are wet barbecue sauce covered ribs in Memphis. That is a thing. And we've kind of talked about sauce a little bit where uh, most places offer a real spicy sauce or you kind of have a traditional sauce or uh, other kinds of sauce. Memphis does great on sauces. So there is such thing as a wet rib in some places. uh, You know, they uh, specialize in doing wet ribs. The reason we focus on, the reason I focus on dry rib is because, not that that's the only thing that, only kind of rib you get in Memphis. It is just a particularly unique variety that you only really get in Memphis. So when I say, you know, a Memphis-style rib is a dry rub, finished rib, uh, that's what people think of because, yeah, they do they do wet ribs. You have ribs with barbecue sauce as well in Memphis, that's for sure. And people like those, and I'm sure there are people that prefer those. But you always focus on the kind of unique aspect, and that is a particular unique kind of rib. Uh, now, for rendezvous, that's interesting you bring that up. We've talked about that before. Uh, that's like a grilled rib uh, in a super hot charcoal oven. I don't think that's a barbecue rib, and I think uh, they would probably tell you that that's a rendezvous-style rib and not a barbecue rib. Uh, but um, if you go to the restaurant, I know you have and I have, uh, they don't come with barbecue sauce on them. Uh, they come a certain way, and you've got to put the barbecue sauce on them if you, if you want it, which is – uh, you know, great to have as an option, but um, now you order ribs at Rendezvous, they come out uh, doused with kind of a vinegar style mop. Uh, rendezvous is the what they use is a super hot kind of a charcoal oven. So it's if you think of a little uh, a bank safe, I guess the best way to think about it, like a you know two foot by two foot bank safe, and you open it up and you've got charcoal in the bottom. You put the ribs in there above the charcoal, close the door, and they cook very quickly. It's it's almost like being grilled. Uh, but also you have the, you know, the oven situation there too, which cooks the ribs pretty quick, a couple hours, and, and they're done, which is very, very different than traditional barbecue. Um, but that's a very, it provides a unique uh, texture and uh, flavor and experience. Some people love the rendezvous ribs. I happen to like them. Um, some people don't. Uh, it is a different kind of texture. It's a thinner rib. It's not a juicy rib. It has a uh, it does something to the outside of the rib, which I enjoy, but it's a particular kind of, of flavor and texture that you get from that rendezvous rib. So you mentioned the rendezvous sauce. They do have their own sauce, and I think uh, you can get that at the restaurant too, but you've been there and I've been there. And uh, when you order ribs at rendezvous, they come out one particular way. They don't come out with sauce on them. They come out in a full rack. They don't. That's another thing about Memphis. Usually they don't cut the ribs. They come in a rack that you tear apart, which is pretty unique to that area as well. But uh, they come out uh, kind of doused in a vinegar-type uh, sauce that causes their dry rub to stick, and it's covered with the dry rub on top. And if you want sauce, you can add it, but that's your option. They don't come that way at all. Now, I, I happen to kind of – I kind of like their sauce, but uh, if I were going to rendezvous, I'd probably just eat them the way they are uh, because it's – that's kind of the particular flavor profile of that. Rendezvous has more than just the wet sauce. Don't they have that kind of – seasoning that they have their own unique seasoning yeah, yeah that's the uh that's the dry rub finish so they oh, okay. uh, they also sell that so yeah they they pull the ribs out of the the charcoal oven uh then they douse them with a, a mop which is kind of vinegar and uh, 
little apple juice, and then that way the ribs are a little bit wet. Then they finish it with their dry rub seasoning, which uh, is, yeah, they have their own. You can buy that as well. It's pretty good. It's it's uh, that's kind of the, I would say that's kind of the poster poster flavor for kind of a Memphis dry rub finish. Yeah, the and it's, it's fantastic on the ribs. But if you go to Rendezvous or if you buy it in the grocery stores around the south and you want to try it at home, it is wonderful on a sausage and cheese plate that they also really serve is. at Rendezvous. And I think they also put it on their pickle spears. Does that sound right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, That's kind of a, a thing that all these places do in Memphis from Central to Rendezvous. And I think Rendezvous probably started it. I don't know the history of it. But, yeah, you just – you get that sausage and cheese plate, little cubes of cheese, smoked sausage, and then you just coat it with that dry rub, and it's good. It's <laughs> Matt, I knew a guy one time who lived down the street in a like a tall building, like on the sixth floor, and I don't know which was better. When he looked out his window, he could see a billboard for Rendezvous, but he also could see the smoke coming from the Rendezvous <laughs> restaurant. So which of the two would be more exciting in your opinion? Yeah, I know that guy. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty fantastic view he had there. I like the smell uh personally that charcoal smell coming from rendezvous um if you've ever been to downtown memphis and i know you have i guess i'm speaking to our audience downtown memphis most of the time smells like barbecue (laughs) and it's funny because it does it's you just it kind of that that rendezvous uh smokestack just kind of hovers over the city and uh, i've never i've never been to another downtown of a relatively large city in the united states you can just smell that barbecue you know at almost any hour it's it's fantastic it's yeah. great ambiance yeah well they say you go to new york you smell smog you go to baton rouge you smell corn dogs i guess if you go to houston you <laughs> might smell an oil refinery <laughs> you know there's all kinds of different smells in houston yeah and <laughs> you go to memphis and it smells like barbecue i think i'm moving to memphis now that we've talked to you matt when we come back speaking of the west side of the mississippi in houston i want to get you to kind of rant rat, rattle off uh, several great barbecue sauce options west of the mighty mississippi that's coming up after the break you're listening to the y'all show with john rawl our barbecue spotlight with the barrister matt hermans And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music it up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Endless scratching. The itch from my eczema is unbearable. 
Are you struggling to get relief from chronic itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the severe itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care and medication at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824 or 1-844-777-ITCH or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. When is the perfect time to make something happen for your small business? The answer is always right now. Introducing the Right Now sale from Vistaprint, where you can get 50% off any one item to promote your business and save up to $100. Choose a fresh stack of postcards, a standout banner, or whatever you need most. Why not? It's 50% off, but only until March 3rd. Own the now with the Right Now sale and get 50% off any one item at vistaprint.com. Use promo code Why Not. That's vistaprint.com, promo code Why Not. Restrictions apply. See website for details. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. But a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And, well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and, even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. And now, an encore of the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue on the Y'all Show. I never read it in a book, I never saw it on a show, but I heard it in the alley on the weird radio. If you want a drink of water, you got to get it from a well if you want to get to heaven. Back now on this final segment of today's show, the 150th Y'all Show. Thank y'all very much for attending us in. 150 episodes strong, and all of our Y'all episodes can be downloaded in iTunes podcast. Or you can go to our website, y'all.com, and access the archives there, including the archive of today's exciting show. We're finishing up talking with Matt Hermans, barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. I am John Rawl. And Matt, last week we kind of went across the southeast, east of the Mississippi, talking barbecue sauces and now let's go west young man and let's discover some things going on in texas arkansas louisiana maybe oklahoma if you've got a little charm there in oklahoma and let's talk barbecue sauce from that perspective yeah. all right yeah so this is kind of the uh, uh this is kind of the forgotten uh, region i guess of barbecue sauce if you if you want to call it that is uh we talked about before. We talked about the Memphis hot sauce. Talked about the uh, North Carolina different sauces, the South Carolina mustard, and these you know, Alabama white, all this stuff. But certainly, people use barbecue sauce west of the Mississippi as well. So, I'd say each state is uh, 
is is a little bit uh, different. I mean, the, the interesting thing is you've got uh, you got Arkansas, which is is kind of one of these perfect, uh, I guess, shatter zones of barbecue styles. You've got you've got Texas on one side, and you've got Memphis essentially on the other side, and you got North Louisiana, of course, that, that takes up the bottom. So, in Arkansas, you've got beef. Uh, you've got, of course, Memphis style and basically the eastern, you know, half or third um, with the dry rub and kind of that influence um, over there as well, particularly as you go through the Arkansas Delta and get close to, to Mrs., or, uh, pardon me, to uh, Memphis. But so the sauces kind of uh, can vary as well. Um, you know, there are, uh, you know, you cross over, for instance, going to West Memphis, Arkansas, there's a Memphis style barbecue joint there called Double J, and they'll use they'll have the hot spicy sauce and the dry rub finish on the ribs because of course you're right across the river from Memphis. Then you go over to the west side, you get kind of more what I would call traditional Southern style barbecue sauce, which is a sweet tomato based type sauce. I, the, the first thing that comes to mind is is a famous barbecue joint called McClard's at Hot Spring, Hot Springs, Arkansas, and that is. That's almost like dead center in the in the state of Arkansas uh, as far as barbecue goes, and they've got a nice sweet tomatoey uh, barbecue sauce with just a little bit of tang, which goes good um, with uh, with pork and, and uh, ribs and anything else you want to put it on. So, kind of a traditionally sweet Southern style barbecue sauce, I would say, is, is found in Arkansas. They don't do a whole lot of uh, mustard or um, anything uh, anything else. Um, that you would consider kind of the eastern, maybe the southeastern styles, but um, it's kind of a tomato-based sauce. You go down to Louisiana, that's kind of similar. I always consider um, North Louisiana as kind of an extension of East Texas as far as barbecue goes. And I think that would, particularly Shreveport, going over to Monroe, Alexandria, the closer you get to Mississippi and the closer you get to kind of uh, Memphis, it'll, it'll change a little bit. But Northern Louisiana, uh, you know, you get, again, you get beef, ribs, pork, uh, sweet sauce, which is kind of what you think of when you think of an East Texas style uh, barbecue um, as well. You go down into South Louisiana, it gets interesting. There's all kinds of, of course, we all know, uh, you know, North Louisiana is uh, is totally different than South Louisiana. We talk about Acadia uh, down in Cajun country. They've got barbecue for sure, but there's also these Cajun style smokehouses where they smoke tasso ham. Uh, and they, you know, they cage and rub different types of meat and, and smoke them in smokehouses and add those to different types of dishes, which wouldn't kind of shoehorn into typical barbecue. But that's kind of a unique thing down there. But I will tell you, um, this type of Cajun flavor, this uh, the these seasonings and these rubs uh, and kind of that, uh, you know, so not necessarily hot, but spicy. That makes its way into barbecue sauces across South Louisiana and even into New Orleans. Uh, where you've got kind of a Cajun-style barbecue sauce, which is um, kind of the flavors you think of uh, in kind of a Cajun seasoning mixed with barbecue sauce, and that can go on all kinds of meat. That's kind of a unique thing in South Louisiana, I would say, as well. And it's not too surprising about that influence. And then you go into Texas, and Texas is a huge state. Like I say, there's all kinds of regions, East Texas, there's Gulf Coast, there's Central Texas-style barbecue, there's North Texas, which is kind of a mixture of everything. And then, um, so you've got different types of barbecue sauces across these regions. So East Texas, you think of a very sweet type of sauce that you find kind of a traditional, what I would call a Southern style sauce, tomato base. Give me a, give me a place, Matt. What, what's your favorite yeah. East Texas sweet sauce? So, um, yeah, that's a good question. So there's a place in, in Kilgore called the Country Tavern. We've talked a little bit about before. 
great ribs, uh, sweet rub, hickory smoke, um, a nice, sweet barbecue sauce, brown sugar, uh, not uh, we can talk about Kansas City later on. Not a not a molasses or, or terribly thick kind of sauce that you would imagine in Kansas City, but you know, sweet, relatively thin, tomato based, some vinegar, brown sugar, a nice little addition to a sweet rub. People like sweet ribs in East Texas, so that's a great spot. The Country Tavern, that's a nice little one. Stanley's and Tyler as well, that's a nice sweet uh, type of East Texas barbecue sauce. Uh, people people in East Texas certainly not afraid of sauce. Uh, then you you know. There are, you go into Central Texas, people think there is no sauce there because uh, you think about Lockhart and these other kind of uh, beef only on a, on a uh, white piece of paper. Hmm. Uh, but there is sauces. A lot of these places, they do offer sauces. There's a place called the Salt Lick that specializes in a uh, mustard style sauce, different than a South Carolina mustard. Um, sweeter, it does have a little bit of tomato in it, but it's a mustard based sauce with a ton of black pepper. Uh, the one thing I would say about Texas sauces, most of them, um, or is the presence of a lot of black pepper, um, particularly as you get closer to Central Texas. But Texas barbecue sauce runs the gamut. You've got yeah. Matt. You've got let, Matt, let me stop you because we've run out of time. I want to tease no you. Way. I want to tease you. Next week we're going to continue the Red River rivalry of barbecue because we haven't even talked about Oklahoma yet. But there's a lot more I know you want to say about what goes on in the Lone Star State. So we'll talk about that. Plus, I want to get your tips on valentine's day and barbecue do the two go together you betcha oh and, oh and we're going to talk about that on next week on the basically eve of valentine's day 2019 next week does that sound like a plan that sounds great we can talk about how to make your wife happy but <laughs> g-rated <put it> <laughs> yes uh we will do that with matt here matt thank you very much and we'll talk to you next week can't wait and a happy early valentine's day to you Oh, that's sweet. You too, John. <laughs> well, that will conclude episode 150 of the Y'all Show. Thank y'all very much as we leave Water Valley. It's been a great one day here in WV, but we'll be back in our normal broadcast international headquarters on Wednesday's Y'all Show as we talk ACC and Precious Harris with their music report. All that coming tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I-
know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music get up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming get up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners.